Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host, as always, is Joe Taylor. This is episode 33. Hey, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. You too. Yeah. I did have a good Thanksgiving. Awesome. Now, did you watch what I told you to watch and not watch? You know what I'm talking about. I watched The Irishman. That's what I'm talking about. Now, here's the thing. Let me give you some context. So I went to uh, went to a family member's house. My brother and I both live on the West Coast. We went to Central Time Zone. Everyone's in bed by about 8 o'clock our West Coast time. Mm-hmm. So we had quite a bit of time to uh, watch some stuff. And we'll get into the other stuff later. I did watch The Irishman. Yeah. I did finish it. Ooh. I wanted to, with about an hour left, I was like, you want to finish this tomorrow? And he was like, let's just power through. <laughs> so we powered through. Now, if you told me there's a three and a half hour Martin Scorsese movie with De Niro, Pacino, and Joe Pesci, this is exactly what I would have expected. It was fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater. Right? See, that's my problem. I did see it in the theater, and I hated myself for it. That's a long time. And my seats didn't even recline. They were old school, so you were just, like, stuck in one position. Yeah, you got to go to that Burbank AMC, man. It wasn't playing at AMC because it's a Netflix movie. Oh, yeah. That was the whole issue. I liked it. I thought it was a lot less gory, obviously, than Casino and stuff, but... Is that a factor for you, gore? Who cares? I don't like the guy getting his head squeezed in the vice. Oh, yeah. I I hear you. I hear you. The guy getting shot. Like, a lot of guys got shot, but it was just their shot. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't particularly violent. No. Uh, I don't remember any uh, women in the cast. I don't think there were any. It was an all-male cast. Anna Paquin. Mm, Not ringing a bell. She played uh, De Niro's daughter. Oh, yeah. The The grown-up version. Okay, so she had about six minutes of screen time in three and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, it takes all this heat for being one of those movies that has, like, no women in it or just, like, completely sidelines female characters. It did, and, uh, But you that's the story they're telling. You know, I don't yeah. care. Just my, my biggest concern was... Here's the thing. I wouldn't say you had to, like, cut the last hour out. I would say you could go in that movie and cut things out. So, cumulatively, you have a two-and-a-half-hour <laughs> <laughs> movie. Yeah. There's, you know? there's no reason for that it's, movie it's to be like, three and It's like hours. no one checked Scorsese's ego on this. He's like, I can do whatever I want. Bro. Yeah. And I know people that are like, oh my God, he's a god, and I think this is a masterpiece. And I'm like, and then I got the other side of my friends and people that I talked to that are like, snooze fest. So, hey, I'm kind of in the middle on it. You know, it's not a bad movie, but it is not one of Scorsese's better movies, regardless of what people are saying that's a masterpiece. Yeah. Those people are fools. If it was two hours and 10 minutes, I'd say definite binge. Yep. Now, for me, again, the conditions were no one in the house is awake <laughs> except for me and my brother, and we sat through it from like 8 to 11.30, and it was fine. It Don't was you ex- think this movie is dependent on the condition that you watch it in? Yes. Right? It really dictates what you think about it. If you're on a... Three and a half hour airplane flight, perfect. I don't think you want to carve out a Sunday night for this. Anyway, I don't know. I'd say binge. It's worth watching. 
All right, I'm sticking with my purge. Keep in mind, it's going to be nominated for a crap load of Oscars. It just won Best Film of the Year by the National Board of Review. I mean, I think it might be... It's a body of work Maybe Joe Pesci, right? He deserves a nomination. I thought Pesci was pretty good. It's a Scorsese body of work nomination. He'll be... He already got that for The Departed. Mm, I mean, that was a body of work win. It was. The Departed is not his best movie ever either. Now, The Departed's way more watchable than this is. True. What what do you think his best movie is, Casino? Goodfellas. That's my personal choice. Now, I know what people can say, oh, Raging Bull is his absolute masterpiece. But here's the thing. What do you want to watch? You want to sit down and watch Raging Bull or Goodfellas if you want to, like, enjoy yourself. Goodfellas. Exactly. Now, if you want to, oh, I'm going to go to film school and watch something in class. Okay, give me some Raging Bull. I hear that. Give me some Taxi Driver. But if I want something that's going to entertain me and where I'm doing the lines and I I know every iota of that film, I'm going with Goodfellas. Well, there's two things I wanted to mention about him because he's an interesting study cinematically, which is why I think film school students just worship at the altar of Scorsese. Number one. Uh, De Niro narrates the introduction to the movie and the camera winds all the way through this uh, nursing home. Yep. Then it lands on him and he's still narrating and then he starts talking and it, it totally threw me off. I was like, is he narrating or is he talking to the camera? It was a weird switch. I didn't like it. There's also a shot that I loved, which was um, the lady who played, uh, she was in the Sopranos. Jess, maybe you can help us out. Catherine Narducci. She played uh, Pesci's wife, and she's coming down the stairs. It's a two-shot, and Pesci's coming through the front door covered in blood, and she's coming down the stairs in, like, a white evening gown. Oh, yeah. And they're both approaching the camera, and it was a really cool, purposeful shot. I thought, oh, that's why people really kind of nerd out on his filmmaking because he does cool stuff like that anyway enough about the irish all right yeah my god it's a light light binge for me it's a light purge for demo yep fine moving on now a few episodes ago we teased how we're gonna do a special just about what's on hbo and guess what joe that episode is here we're gonna do four hbo shows that are out right now okay well let's get started all right my first one is and i'm just gonna let you right out of the gate This is my favorite show of the final quarter of 2019. Easily. I'm trying to think about what it's up against. Well, it's up against The Mandalorian. Oh. Right? And like the Star Wars nerd in me is like, oh, I have to love The Mandalorian. But I'm sorry. Watchmen is the best show of the late fall, early winter 2019. Hands down. Okay. Have you seen any of it? Have you watched it? I've seen all of it except for the most recent one. You haven't seen the most recent one. Okay, so you haven't seen episode seven. Okay. No. Nine episodes, about an hour each. Episode seven was just released. Two to go, eight and nine. I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. I can't. Here's the thing it's written, executive produced, showrun by Damian Lindelof. And let's face it, doesn't have the best track record for ending shows. But apparently, this is it. This People are going like, is there going to come back for a second season? And according to him, not with him. He has written it to be one story, nine episodes, and he's out. If HBO wants to continue with the second season of Watchmen, a different showrunner can come in and do that story. But as far as he's concerned, it's a one and done. 
and I applaud him for that. Now, why are they not calling it a limited series? I have no idea, but they're not. They're calling it just like season one of Watchmen, but HBO has yet to pick it up for a second season. I don't know if a second season would work for this show, but I couldn't tell you how happy I am to know like we're going to get a conclusion. And this will be the big thing because can he end it strong? Because so far, it has been awesome. And I say that with the caveat, it took a while to get going. I know a lot of people, they started watching, they're like, ugh, they bailed on it. And I almost did. The first two episodes for me, not a fan. I thought it was slow. I thought it was confusing. I didn't I didn't get where they were coming from. But stick through it. The dividends it pays off are huge. This show is art, man. Episode 6, the one all in black and white, that should win all the Emmys. That is a masterclass in storytelling on television. Okay, I misspoke. I've not seen that one, so I've seen one through five. Oh, man, you've got to see six. Okay, I'll watch it tonight. Six is like, woo! Everybody, if you're not I know people are like, you know, I heard I should watch it. Yes, if you are listening to me, watch Watchmen. Now, I need to back up a little bit. It's based off of the 1980s graphic novel Watchmen. Comic book, yeah graphic novel, a bunch of comic books. There's only one, like, you don't have to read the bunch of comics. It was all condensed into one graphic novel. That's it. That's all there is. I have not read it. I'm not a fan. I saw the Watchmen movie. Sucked. Sucked. Hated that. So I'm going into this not really much of a fan. I sort of know what's going on, kind of, because I saw the movie, and I've, you know, I've heard enough over the years to know, like, who, like, some of the characters are and stuff. If you are a Watchmen fan, I can see how this is just Easter egg heaven and all the little intricacies that are, you know, layered in to the comic book. But you don't need to know about all of that to enjoy this. This works as a standalone. It does a great job of explaining what came before it. It's almost like a sequel to it. It's its own thing entirely, though, with elements of the original comic book. Okay. It stars Regina King, Don Johnson, Gene Smart, Tim Blake Nelson, Louis Gossett Jr., Hong Chow, and Jeremy Irons. Yeah, it's a big cast. It's a big cast. Everyone is great in it. I love Gene Smart. Gene Smart crushes it in this. Yeah. She came in in episode three, and because of her, the whole thing turned for me. I don't know what it was, but her character, her performance, it was like, okay, I'm in. Up until then, I was like, I don't know. But by episode three, they bring in Gene Smart's character. And I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of this show. Also, the music is great. Yes. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, they wrote the music. It's pretty sick. And also the selections of original music that they choose from, you know, by other artists. Great. Like the Beastie Boys are in there, man. Can I comment on that real quick? One cool thing they do is they'll use the same song like three different times, but they'll use like three different, very different versions of it. Mm -hmm. They'll play like the original song and then like some wispy acoustic version and then some like rock version. There's one episode where they really did it. It was pretty pronounced where they used the same song. And I thought that was a cool like music decision, you know? There's definitely some cool stuff about this. Yeah, they're making all the right choices. Now, this is a comic book show. I guess it is. I mean, it is, but it's just an adult drama. It's not for kids. It's not, I mean, I would say like this is very different 
Then The Boys, which I like. They're both putting a new spin on, you know, superheroes, comic books. They're both fantastic. This one is just a little more serious, a lot more serious. The Boys is way more fun. This is way more, you know, drama. But it's so good. And like I said, I was not on board for this, but I am. Huge, huge binge for me. Watchmen, nine episodes, absolutely positively worth your time. Binge, 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 binge. Wow. A little bit surprised at your enthusiasm for this show. It's a great show, man. And I'm just as shocked you because like I go in and I'm thinking Damian Lindelof, right? Doesn't lost. know he did lost. lost. Nash Bridges. The Leftovers. Crossing Jordan. You know, All the my big God, ones. he wrote he wrote that horrible Prometheus uh alien prequel. Look at I don't give the guy a lot of credit because he's he's like JJ Abrams. They have these great premises they can come up with, but then they don't know how to stick the landing. Now there are two episodes to go, and he might blow it. But so far, so good. And also, he wrote it knowing this is it. I'm he like you know like I need it to continue. I need a cliffhanger. No, he's like I got nine episodes. I know exactly the story I want to tell. So fingers crossed. He sticks the landing. Woo! I don't know. <laughs> I'm done. This is the most excited I've heard. It's you. a great show, man. Now, Damian Lindelof also co-wrote The Hunt, which got buried. For the record, you guys keep calling him Damien. His actual name is Damon. Okay, I've got a few comments about this. Can I comment on it? Are Please, you done? I'm done. Uh, I think it's the poor man's Avengers. You're comparing this to Avengers? Well, you have to. It's a group of superheroes. Is it? Yes. I think, well, superheroes with no powers. Yeah, really. so how are they? Re- there's only one character in this that actually has superpowers. The rest are just vigilantes and masks. One guy, his power is he wears a uh, ski mask. Right. That's and my has point. a horrible accent. He's cartoonish. I didn't. The Red Scare. Yeah, the, the Russian guy. Just a there. Russian guy with a ski mask. All right. Okay. Well, okay. He's You're such a it. minor character. Well, not minor the, enough. Now, the Jeremy Irons storyline, yeah. like he's launching people into out of he, orbit or that's whatever. That's totally twisted and crazy and all over the place. And he's got like the little babies he's pulling out of the swamp. Uh, okay. Are, you're not into this. I'm not. Now, I've, I've been watching it. It's not bad. I don't love it. I don't think it looks nearly as good as The Boys or some of these other things. It definitely not, doesn't look as good as the Marvel stuff. It looks a little bit TBS to me. It's a little bit Rizzoli and Isles. Is there something wrong with your TV? Uh, Seriously, are you are you watching this on like an old tube television? You're right that Jean Smart is one of the best parts. Now, I recognized her. Guess where I recognized her from? Designing Women. <laughs> Lana from Frasier. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway. She was a- also really great on the second season of Fargo on FX. Okay, well. Did you watch that? No. Oh, man. No. Listeners. Sorry, just a quick side note. Fargo. Seasons one and two on FX. Binge, binge, binge. Season three, meh. Season three was weak sauce. But season four is coming back with Chris Rock. Definitely going to watch that. All right, moving on. Anyway, Jean Smart was in the second season. Fantastic work by her. She is rocking it, man. Okay, can I finish my commentary on The the Watchmen now? All right. I don't love this. It's a little bit flat. It's not bad, but eh, just, I don't know, man. It's all right, man. I get I'll probably it. finish. You it. want to be wrong about things. Fine. Look, I'm not saying it sucks. I'm just saying like there's other stuff. There is other stuff, but this, this has some gravitas to it, man. It's got some weight. 
you like this better or the boys better? They're two totally different things. Pick one. The boys. Okay. Because the boys is just more fun and laughs and uh, the send up of superheroes and our culture. This is a little more political about racism and it's way more serious, but I think it's also very creative. There's a lot going on in this. I think I've beat this to death. You've done about 20 minutes on it. I think there's some serious logic problems when they get into all the teleportation stuff, whatever. I'm like, what is happening? I got a little bit of that. I like the Regina King storyline. I like the uh, police chief and the, uh, the Rorschach guys and all that stuff. It gets weird. I don't know. It does get better every episode. I'm going to finish it. It does get better every episode? Exactly. And then you're saying, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I, you're going to fault a show that gets better every episode. Well, ask me in three weeks what I think about it. Okay? Fine. All right, I deal. will. I'll come right back at you with this. Anyway, oh, move can on. Can we move on? Yeah, yeah. What else you got? As our HBO extravaganza continues. Oh, please let it continue. <laughs> okay. This is one of my favorite shows. Room 104. You don't like it. I'm sorry. Now, I'll say this. It is about as hit or miss as any show has been hit or miss. Because here's the thing. Every episode is different. There's different writers. It's an anthology. Yeah. Explain to the folks at home what an anthology is. Every episode is its own individual story, but it has a general theme. And the theme is? Everybody's in one room. Yeah. And now they had a rule. They started to break it towards the end of this last season, but... They generally wouldn't allow more than three characters, and it all took place in uh, one hotel room. This is by my favorite guys, the Duplass brothers. Yes, we know. I don't know. Hey, what you it... know what? You guys should get a room. Yeah, room 104. Uh-huh. Let me know. This has some great special guest stars. Luke Wilson, Mary Mouser. Help me out here. Who else? I don't know, man. Okay. This is your show. I will say this. I've only watched two episodes, and that's because I knew the two people that were in it. Comedian Tom Clark was in one episode. Which one? I don't know, but he's in it. He plays right. like a cop or something. It's a very small scene. Oh, and, I know which one. Right. And that's then our one of my friend, favorite ones. And then our friend Carl DeGregorio, he was in another one. So those are only two I watched because I knew my friends were going to be in them. Okay. Other than that... It comes on Friday nights, and I'm like, I just turn the TV off because I don't care. You TiVo it, man. You can watch it later. Did you watch the one with Rain Wilson? I just told you the only two I've watched have my friends in them. Okay. Okay? Everything else, forget it. I have not given it any time. The one with Rain Wilson is probably my favorite. There's a bunch of great ones. The first couple back in season one are great. How many seasons we got so far? Four. This has been on for four seasons? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it just had the finale. The finale was not great. The one before that was good. Again, very hit or miss, but here's what I like about it. You ever see Britney Spears in concert? No. Okay. Have you ever seen uh, Bob Dylan play an acoustic set? No. Okay. But do you know the difference between the two? Yeah. Okay. This is a guy with a guitar. I got to see Elton John with just the piano one time and play mm-hmm. a concert. Mm-hmm. Good for, I'm just saying congratulations for you, Mr. Big Time. This was a long time. This was like 1975 or something. Right. Um, did he have the Donald Duck outfit on? He, yeah. Well, so you know, did the, I. The first, the, yeah. <laughs> I wore it to the <laughs> Of course. My first memory of Elton John is in the Donald Duck thing because he did a, an HBO concert. Back when HBO used to do concerts, back in the, the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Anyway, Elton John did one, and they do the promos, and he's in the Donald Duck thing. And I have no idea who Elton John is. So I'm like, oh, the, the Donald Duck guy. 
Okay. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. So this is as stripped down uh, as storytelling can be. It's in one room. I mean, it looks cool, but there's there's not much you can do in one room. Yeah. The second to last episode was great. The one that Carl was in was was great. I'd say half of them are a binge, and half of them are just so weird. Right. Because I'm like, is this one going to be great, or is it going to be just bizarre? It's like Tales from the Dark Side. Remember those growing up? Yeah, I guess like, so. Like, some of them were great. Some of them were absolute garbage. That's what you yeah. get with anthologies. That's what this is. If you're not into this show, I mean, you can go online and see, like, there's rankings of the best ones. I would suggest you go online and find such a list and watch the top 10 of them because there's some really good, the rain Wilson one is awesome. Like I said, the Mary Mouser one and the one that Tom was in, I think I know is that where the guys meet up to maybe, I don't know. You said you watched it. I just fast forwarded to Tom's scene. (laughs) Then you watched the whole thing. So you missed the part where they cut each other's dicks off and ate them. I guess so. I'm sure I, I, let me, I got to go back and watch this one then. But I mean, okay. I literally was like, Tom Clark's like, I'm going to be on it. So I like, I recorded it and I just fast forward to when he showed up, I watched his scene and I turned it off. Okay. <laughs> Cause well, I just don't care about this show. Okay. Well, <laughs> you should watch the rest of that episode. Cause right. it's, there's a lot of uh, other stuff in it besides Tom Clark. Although he's a uh, dick eating. Yeah. They cook him, and then it's they, based on a real story. They cook them in room one Oh four is a kitchenette or something. Yeah. Now they also get, they very, got a hot plate in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Room 104 on HBO. There's four seasons. The fourth just ended. Check them out. Like again, find the list of which ones are worth watching first. But uh, I love it, and they're very, very creative with big limitations on uh, production. So it's a binge for me. I'm sure HBO keeps it going because it's easy to produce, not a big budget. Oh well, the Duplass brothers. They're the king of like doing it on a shoestring. Yeah, great. There you happy go. for you. Okay, what do you got? Do you have an ad? I do have an ad. Hey, filmmakers. If you've managed to get your terrible independent film into a legitimate film festival, then you know that they require a DCP file. That's a fancy way of encoding a video file so that it plays on a real theater screen. Right now, there's one company that dominates the DCP creation market giving kickbacks to festivals, and charging $10 a minute plus outrageous rush fees. Best DCP is different. They know that money is tight and festival expenses can add up even faster than production costs. Best DCP's rates start at just $4 a minute for stereo and $5 a minute for 5.1 surround sound. Visit bestdcp.com today or find them on Facebook to get your terrible film, probably about 20-somethings trying to find their way in Hollywood, ready for its theatrical debut. That's bestdcp.com. Okay, thanks, bestdcp.com, an actual sponsor. Uh, let's keep this thing moving because we got to be about an hour and a half already. Yeah, okay. We got two more HBO shows. I'm up. It is... His Dark Materials. There are eight episodes. Five have been shown. Three to go. This is based on a trilogy of fantasy adventure books that were sort of targeted to young adults. They made a movie about this in 2007 called The Golden Compass. I don't know if you saw that. No one saw it. Nope. It tanked. It bombed. And they were going to do, you know, a movie for each book. Forget it. So this is their second attempt at putting something on screen based on these books. Now, wait, who wrote the books? 
an Englishman named Philip Pullman. Okay, this is not related to Harry Potter or any like other series that we would have It's heard its of. own thing. Okay. There are kind of Harry Potter elements, I guess. It's about this alternate world of like a parallel universe to ours that's like kind of like looks like it takes place in like late 19th century, early 20th century England. But then they put on snow coats and you're like, you know, you got that at L.L. Bean. So some of the things seem a little, I can't exactly tell, you know, what time they're in. It stars Daphne Keene, Ruth Wilson, James McAvoy, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and James Cosmo. James Cosmo was in uh, Braveheart and uh, Game of Thrones. Lots of Game of Thrones actors in this because, let's face it, it's British, and that's what they do. Like, oh, you're in Game of Thrones? Obviously, you're going to be in this now. Anything that's British and nonsensical, they've got a small talent pool, right? Exactly. (laughs) Now, I've watched the first five episodes of this. It's pretty good. It's kind of interesting, but it's missing something. It's like a beautiful cake, right? You're like, all the the production is there. It's like, oh, this is going to be so good. You take a bite. And you're like, eh, it's kind of bland. You want to like it. You want to like, this This looks good. I, I'm, re- I'm ready. But just something is missing, man. It's just not grabbing me. I've dozed off in a lot of it. I'm constantly having to back it up. Not because I don't know what's going on, but because I just missed stuff because I was asleep. Yeah, well, that's a hard way to watch a movie. When it is. Asleep. It is. It is a, a challenge. It is a challenge. So... I did it all, the first four episodes in two days. I did the fifth episode right before I came over to record this. I am going to finish watching it. There's three episodes. It's gotten more interesting. It makes sense. But, ah, man, it's just not exciting. Okay. The weird thing about it is every human character in it has a parallel animal soulmate. That like travels with them. Called a demon. Spelled Damon. Yeah. Or something. It, like, it, like demon. Unnecessary, Unnecessary confusion. confusion. So I'm like, oh, call it a demon. But then it, everyone calls it a demon. I'm like, why are you calling it a demon? It's clearly not a demon. It's like your best friend. So they, they share a soul, <laughs> right? Yeah. So the animals, you share a soul with your human, vice versa. And it's kind of interesting. There are, like I'm saying, there are a lot of interesting elements. I just don't think this is translating. I don't know what it is, but it's just not exciting enough. And it looks like it should be, right? And I'm five in, man. And I should be like, whoa, I should be like Watchmen level. And I'm not. Yeah, okay. Have you caught any of this? Yep. Okay. You ready? Yep. I hate this thing. Okay. It it is complete nonsense. Now, I actually went as far (laughs) as to go to Google and look up like, what is this thing about? Because like you said, you have no idea what time this takes place in. They're spelling stuff wrong on purpose. There's talking animals, which I hate. I know you hate talking animals, dude. <laughs> I know you hate talking animals. This is Harry Potter meets uh, Atlas Shrugged, or no, Cloud Atlas, whatever Cloud that Atlas. Weird. I have no idea what is going on. This is someone who had $200 million in a U-Haul truck full of marijuana and just said, let's make a show. But it's based on a on books, bro, and they're following the books. I get it. I'm not looking. I'm okay. I, I'm seeing it's a purge. Now here's the thing: already picked up for a second season because HBO doesn't have a huge investment in this. It's co-financed and co-produced by the BBC. 
Well, there you so go. So the BBC showing it in England on their end, and then the rest of the world is getting it through HBO. So HBO has some stake in it, but they're not, you know, not all their eggs are in this basket. Okay, here's my number one problem with this show. It's grammatical. His Dark Materials. You can't use his with no idea who you're referring to. It's barely even English. You would think from England you would get better English than a pronoun with no no reference. You can try this to do an English lesson. I was out when I heard the title. Like, this is the dumbest title ever. Who's the he in his Dark Materials? I don't know yet. Okay. I'm five episodes in. I have no idea. Okay. I like the lead girl. She played uh, little Wolverine girl there in Logan. Logan. Yeah, she's good. Right? She's good. The performances are good. Ruth Wilson is the baddie. She's got like a slight Ellen Pompeo vibe. I don't know. I, I like her. James McAvoy, only in the first episode, waiting for him to come back. And then uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's kind of good, playing like the, the aw shucks huckster from Texas, you know? He's like the outcast because he's got an American accent. Everybody else is British. Yeah. But I'm making excuses for this. It's boring. Okay, I wish Jeremy Irons would come along and launch these people into <laughs> outer space. I hate this thing. I have no idea what's happening. I am going to finish it because I'm like, I got to finish it, but I'm not happy about it. I'm telling you it's a purge. All right, I'll back you on All right, that. so we're both purging his dark materials. Joe hates it. I think it's just not enough. Not enough there, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm out just based on grammar and talking animals alone. I'm out. Okay, last thing. There is a show on HBO that I keep calling Mrs. Patterson. Right. Everyone. And I keep having to edit it out. You go, we're going to review Mrs. Patterson. No one has heard you say it on this podcast because every time you say Mrs. Patterson, I edit it out because you're an idiot. Well, I used, I called it that to someone else today that wasn't even you. And uh, they were like, you mean Mrs. Fletcher? It's called Mrs. Fletcher. Yes. It's in its first season. Yeah. Now this has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, which is pretty high for an HBO show. This stars Catherine Hahn, who is great. Mm -hmm. The premise of this is she's a single mom. Her son goes off to college. She uh, becomes a lesbian because it's HBO. Mm -hmm. Now, I know what you're thinking. What, there's no trans people in this? Oh, that comes up in episode four. So there's just a lot. It's just very HBO. There's a lot of scenes of her watching porn. Isn't she like a porn addict? That's it? Yeah. She gets addicted to internet porn? To lesbian. Yeah. It's Like I said, it's an HBO show. Right. There has to be at least 20 minutes of uh, nudity. I have to say, I watched one episode and there was no nudity and no internet porn. And I was, what can I say? I was crestfallen. I mean, I went in thinking, oh, it's going to be about porn addiction. I can relate. But maybe, no. Maybe that was the pilot because after that, it's just, just straight downhill. Now- her son, who goes off to college, may be the most unlikable character on television. I hate her son. He's such a dick. Jackson White plays the son. Now, he's a good actor, but again, the character is just like, you hate this kid. Now, Catherine Hahn is a very sad, empty nester. She goes to like a support group and stuff. Here's the thing. I don't know who this is for. Who wants to watch this? I mean, unless you're a... 46-year-old single mom whose idiot son just went off to college and you became a porn addict. I don't know how you relate to this. I don't like anyone in the show. I don't relate to anyone in the show. It's a total purge for me. You know, I'm noticing out of all these HBO shows, the only one you really truly like is Room 104. 
You, di you didn't like his dark materials at all. You didn't like Mrs. Fletcher and your, your wishy-washy on Watchmen. I liked Crashing. Crashing was good, but Crashing's gone, man. And we discussed Crashing in episode one. Okay, it's been a while. <laughs> did we really? That was our, yeah, we did Crashing in episode one of Binger Purge. I liked The Sopranos. Oh, God. <laughs> I liked Game of Thrones. I'm on, I'm on season two of Sopranos. I liked The so Hitchhiker. Don't... Remember The Hitchhiker? That was an anthology. <laughs> remember John from Cincinnati? <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Hey, did you, do you remember The Hitchhiker, though? No. Oh, my God. It was great. It was like softcore porn. Basically, the premise was there's a hitchhiker and like, you know, someone picks him up in the car and like the stories about them. And it's it's all it's just a TNA fest. There's plenty of places you can get that stuff now. Yeah. But in 1985, OK, it was a big deal. The hitchhiker ran for four seasons on HBO from late 1983 to early 1987. I'm just going deep into the HBO library here. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Um, I'd say out of all the services that we talk about netflix hulu amazon now apple tv disney's a little bit too new hbo has the lowest batting average for me for you yeah see i usually can find one thing that i that i can get into like right now silicon valley has got one episode to go and then they're done yeah i like that too it's been hard to get through and i have to admit it once they got rid of you know who and he left the show tj miller yeah it lost something. Of course it did. It really did. Of course it did. I do like that show too. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I watch when it. When I because like Barry, you like Barry. See, listen to you. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You do like some stuff. But we're talking about six shows out of you know the last four years. You know, twenty-two new. All right, shows. enough, enough, enough of ripping on HBO. Okay. Hey, do you know what the first HBO original series was? I know what the first movie was. First original series. Can I tell you what the first movie was? The first. Sure. The Terry Fox story. Okay. He loses his leg and he uh, he's going to raise money for cancer by uh, running across Canada. With, anyway. one, with one leg? Well, yeah, he's got a fake leg. He's oh, so one he of has those... two legs technically. So it's a guy with two legs running across. It is not a guy with two legs. He's got a fake leg. You 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 can't run across Canada with two normal legs right now and you're going to you're going to come down on this guy who tries to do it with one leg and a fake leg? Anyway, the Terry Fox story, that was the first HBO original movie. Okay. Now, to answer your question, I don't know what the first series was. Guess. The Hitchhiker. No. No. <laughs> Oz. What are you talking about? The Hitchhiker was way before Oz. It was a limited series. This was the first series series. And then there was The Wire and Sopranos and stuff after that. First in 10. Remember First in 10 with Delta Burke, the football show? Don't do go at I me. I, exactly. I know my HBO way more than you do, okay? I used to watch HBO when it started at 2 in the afternoon and went off at like 1 in the morning. The rest of the time, it's color bars. Oz was the first one-hour drama produced by HBO. De okay. Debuted in 1997. Congratulations. But that was you just should... supposed to be a trivia question, not not a huge argument. Everything on this is a huge argument, Joe, okay? Because right. you right. know what you're talking about when it comes to HBO. Right? HBO has been around longer and, than me. That's true. Yes. And HBO has been there for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. HBO has been for me through some tough times. Do you like the newsroom? Newsroom was terrible. Terrible. Because they, they, it was like they were using old news and it was like, this is old news. Why are we doing a story on it? just didn't, it didn't work for me at all. Since this is the HBO episode and we only got to four things. Let me rapid fire some stuff. You give Go. me your binger purse. Go. Okay. Boardwalk Empire. Uh, binge. I didn't see all of it. Uh, I caught it in pieces. There were certain seasons I missed. 
I watched the last three seasons. It was pretty good. Didn't end great. Mm, I'll say binge, though. Deadwood. Did not see a single episode of Deadwood. I apologize. I know I have friends that love it. So my friends would say, oh, my God, binge. I have to I have to do, do an N.A., non-applicable. Okay, True Detective. Season one, awesome. Season two, a complete pile of crap. Is that Season, the Rachel McAdams? That's the Rachel McAdams See, one with one. Vince Vaughn. That thing I loved sucked. It. I liked it. The only good part of that season was uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell yeah. was really good. The rest was incomprehensible garbage, pretentious crap. Okay, agree to disagree. Season three, kind of boring and slow too. Fantastic performances by Mahershala Ali, who like plays an amazing old man. And uh, Brad, what the hell? What's, what's his name there? You know him. It was Stephen Dorff. He was great too. Okay. Uh, six feet under. Oh, six feet under. Just, just say binge. I got binge, like 12 bi- of these binge. to go. Okay, fine. Binge. One of my all-time favorite shows. Okay. Top 10 all-time favorite shows. Six feet under. Binge. Big time. Band of Brothers. That limited series about World War II. Didn't see it. Okay. The Wire. I know. No, okay. Really. That's I, a fine. That's fine. I never saw it. And I know that's a sin of sins to not watch The Wire. Considered one of the all-time great HBO shows. Like top three. Here's my. <laughs> I'll wait till you tell me. Entourage. I enjoyed Entourage. That's a total binge. It's if you a live total in Hollywood, binge. you gotta watch it. It was fun. Entourage was stupid fun. Yeah. And finally, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is coming back next year. I saw that. I saw the promo just last night. Hit or miss on that. I find the first couple seasons were great. I don't think it is what it used to be. It's kind of weak. Okay. A couple more, real quick. Yep. Eastbound and down. Uh, first two seasons are good when it's just raunchy as hell. Yeah, I thought the the last episode of the series was incredible. I, I It took me a while to get into it. But it should have ended when they wanted it to instead of bringing it back for that ridiculous third season. It made no sense. Probably. Uh, Veep? That is the best quick written comedy dialogue I've ever heard. I don't know where they come up with those lines. I mean, just the, the tags, they just, a joke that just goes on and on. I don't know how they do it. Amazing writing. Well, it's the people from Arrested Development among other things. So they got a good writing room. Finally, you might not have seen this, but for me, it's a binge. I'll tell you up front, bored to death. Only caught a couple seasons of it. I don't know how many seasons there were. There were three seasons and 24 episodes. Ted Danson's Best performance ever. Ted Danson is fantastic on that show. It was Galifianakis and uh, Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Ted Danson crushed it for me. I say binge that just for Ted Danson. Yeah, I think it's a great show. Um, I, I know I said last one, but there's one uh, I forgot to mention. We never talked about it, which is weird. Westworld. Ugh. Hated it. Hated it. Okay. Hated season two so much. I don't even know if I'm going to watch season three. I know they're revamping it. It's going to be like a totally different show. I'll give it a shot. But season one was interesting enough to get me to watch season two. Season two was some of the shittiest television I've ever seen. Just a preposterous mess. It, it, it was It was. It was pretentious. It was stupid. It just F you Westworld season two. Wow. Even with Tandy Newton. I, 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 I love Tandy Newton and I'll give you, I'll get, okay. Hubba I'll give hubba. you, I'll give you the Shogun, the the samurai <laughs> world. 
I'll give you that episode that was kind of cool, but all for naught. Just a ridiculous, we don't know where we're going mess. Okay. A debacle. Now, I'm glad we didn't really plan on this. I'm glad we went through kind of a quick list because we covered just about everything that's ever been on HBO. And they're one of the greatest. So, Oh, now you're saying they're one of the greatest. After you just said they were low man on the totem pole in terms of what you like to watch. No, their programming is bad. But the network, I think, just in general, I like a lot. What the hell does that even mean? What's I the difference? Know. I don't know. Demo said binge Watchmen. Joe said binge Room 104. Demo said purge his dark materials. Joe said purge Mrs. Fletcher. Thanks, best DCP. Demo, can we be done? Oh, absolutely. I am so done. As always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. You can follow Just the Facts on Twitter and Instagram at the Jessica Greer. Tell a friend about our show, would you? Yeah, I know you listeners are telling people about it and we appreciate it. Tell more. Get a bumper sticker, right? Something. Send up smoke signals. Get one of those planes. You know, we should actually do that. We should like send up an airplane that does like, you know, I love you, binge your Skywriting, yeah. Skywriting, thank I'll, you. I'll look into that. I'll look yeah, into that. That sounds like a real waste of money. All right, that's it. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Mm-hmm.